Hey, humanoids, on today's episode of The Masked Man Show, we're going to talk about Fox going all in on SmackDown, John Cena going all in on his love for Nikki Bella, and we're going to go all in on a lot more than that. As always, we are brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out the Ringer NBA show for all things NBA playoffs. And be sure to check out our new amazing music podcast, On Shuffle, which is hosted by my close friend, Micah Peters. And also, you better know this already, but if you don't, you, you should call somebody. You're a, if you're a Westworld fan, or even if you aren't, I have another podcast called Westworld The Recapables with a bunch of cool ringer people on there where we break down every episode, um, and it's just nuts. So be sure to subscribe to all those wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out TheRinger.com, where we recently launched Kenny Herzog's Acute Angle, where he's going to be breaking down WWE superstars one at a time and figuring out what they mean to us and to WWE. Uh, The first one is about Kevin Owens. And he's also got an article up there about the WWE Fox deal, so you can check that out. Now, hit the damn music. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Russ Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The silver like heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's a surreal WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. He's back again and better than ever. I'm back. Big Daddy Dave Schilling. That's right. Sitting with me, I'm David Shoemaker. Uh, this is the Mass Man Show, as I said. And um, we're going to talk about professional wrestling. If we must. I mean, we don't really have to. There, There's, you know, we had an episode of Raw. We had an episode of SmackDown. I need to just say formally that I'm happy that we don't have a pay-per-view to preview or to, or to recap. I like that we're spreading things out a little bit. That said, it's still, you know, this period between Mania and SummerSlam, it's going to take us a little while to get our footing and figure out what exactly we are going to talk about because, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to have awesome matches and swerves and storyline, you know, turning points on an episode of Raw or SmackDown, and sometimes you're going to get three jobbers dressed up as Bobby Lashley's sisters. (laughs) Listen, man, I know you're down on the product right now, but I am all in on WWE. (laughs) Finally, we said it, kids. Yeah, Leave wow. us alone. Quit, quit trying to break the fourth wall there. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of wrestling stuff to talk about. Uh, a lot of stuff that happened in the ring. But I think the most exciting thing of this week happened outside the ring. And I think you all know what I'm talking about. Something that's really big for the future of professional wrestling and the future of WWE. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, ask Jim to roll this audio and I'm gonna get Schilling's reaction to it right afterwards. For anyone out there speculating on like what I'm doing with my life now, I still love Nicole. I still would love to marry Nicole. I still would love to have a family with Nicole. Uh, there was an unfortunate set of circumstances where our relationship ended. Um, there's been a lot of speculation recently about me being seen in public and everyone's thinking like, oh, John Cena's enjoying the single life. No. I was supposed to be married and have a honeymoon over these two weeks. It's the first time in 15 years that I've taken a vacation. I am in my house alone, Hmm. surrounded by 
these emotionally strong memories. And every day from six to nine, I get out of the house and talk to strangers as social interaction. So there's a lot of pictures of me with like, hey, I'm here with this person, or I'm here with this person. <laughs> I never leave my house. I have not bathed in six weeks. My fingernails are very long. Have you seen The Aviator? I'm gonna, I am a lot like Howard Hughes. I'm going to start using this line of argument in every facet of my life. If, when, when the valet is just like, hey, do you mind, like, you know, like coming home so we can watch a movie together, let be have or have a date night or something like that. I'll just be like, listen, uh, between six and nine p.m., <laughs> I will be out drinking at a bar. It's called social interaction. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my I'm life. It's gonna be like, uh, yeah, like uh, David, do you want to uh, do you, we, we, you know you got a podcast today? You got to do wrestling at two, Westworld at five. Like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Uh, I have some obligations. It's called social interaction. <laughs> this is a real thing that human beings have to do. I have to text my bookie. Yeah. Uh, I have money on the Rockets to uh, win the Western Conference. Uh, this is really like what the cliche of uh, your, your cliche idea of what a wrestling nerd is, how they would describe social interaction. <laughs> it's like, I leave my house to go play a magic card tournament. It's called social interaction. It's very important to me. I let my beard grow all the way down to the end of my neck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Cena did have a beard. Did you, there were like Cena yeah. fans. I didn't even know that Cena fan Twitter accounts existed until like Reddit started posting the the fan Twitter accounts posting Instagram photos of people posing with John Cena because he had a five o'clock shadow and that was so galling or it was like is he turning heel he has a beard now it's like that's not a beard that's like that's 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 what a ha- day's worth of growth that's yeah well it's sort of like you know when Hogan would do a movie and he would have the hairpiece in and he actually wore it on Nitro a couple well, of times I don't even like, understand what? that that was strange right. Was it like a permanent hairpiece? Was it like it, like for, I, like it, glued hard to his scalp? It looked almost vaguely natural, so I think it must have been like affixed to his head in some way. Where no, he but why could he not take it off? That's so, what I mean. Is yeah. like it was so good that if you take it off, you have to redo the whole process. So he probably just figured, I'll take a couple bumps in this. I don't mind. But he looked ridiculous. No, that sounds like a that sounds like a cop out. <laughs> if you went and did if, okay, if it, well, look at me. If I if I as a relatively pale fellow went and did. Yeah you know, a TV shot just for whatever reason. Let's say that like, ah, oh, like, you know, David, come talk wrestling on Sports Center. You're or replacing something. Rosenberg on the pre-show. Yeah. And then I get, and I, it's like, if I do, if I'm doing a, like a, like a, like a, a, a you know, video hit at 9 a.m. and they do, they do my makeup. Cause that's what they'll do if you're on TV, right? I mean, if at least if you look like me, they'll put some like ba- some basically. Base I get on. makeup when I do anything. Yeah, so like they'll that. put a little bit of stuff on you, and that'd be like if I walk, if I was like leaving to come back to the office, and I looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh, well, I look pretty good. Like I like that. Like it looks like I got leaving some sun. It on. And I left it on. It would be because I mean, there's no excuse for it. It's no like, oh well, it would have been a pain in the ass to wipe off. No, like you're wearing something silly. You take it off. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, you can't take off a real beard. As far as I know, no, that's true. Maybe you can shave it off. That's true. I but think the only what makes some—I don't know why we're talking about this. The thing, I'm just following your lead. If I wanted to go conspiracy theory, I would say that they had to like cut his other hair in such a way that when he took the thing off, he just looked ridiculous. Yeah, maybe you have to cut the wisps that are on top. I you probably know, to shaved really him blow bald. It down. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Enough about that. Yeah, should we talk Let's about... back to the real stuff that matters. John Cena is no longer single. <laughs> He's I, back with Nikki. I'm so happy about that. It, we're not actually going to talk about this. What we're going to talk about is WWE's new TV deal. But mm-hmm. before we get there, do you think John Cena and Nikki Bella's breakup was real ever? 
No, because it was so you perfectly me, timed. If you had asked me a month and a half ago, I would have told you that the relationship was never real. I think they're really not, together. I not told you, like, but if I had to guess, you know, with the, when they broke up, I said, oh, okay, well, this is like, you know, uh, John Cena's too busy to keep up on Total Bellas, so, like, they're just cutting it off. Like, it was never that real. Mm. Anyway, that was just, but that would just be a guess because I have, you know, I have no faith in humanity. Um, but now it just looks like the whole thing was a fake. Like the was the breakup a fake? Was yeah, the breakup, I think so. was the breakup real? And Cena's PR team was just over has been overreacting and on just some like crazy level. No, I think that it was definitely a, a a work because it was perfectly timed for the premiere of the new season. There were was material in the the promos about them potentially breaking up. And then they get back together around a major episode of the show. It's 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 too perfect. I do wonder why this turned into an episode of Jam Session all of a sudden. <laughs> We're now speculating on tabloid news. We're this, gonna get some hate mail for this episode. This is this is uh, this is a, an interesting conversation about kayfabe. You're right. I mean, I think that you know, doubting the idea that Total Bellas and Total Divas is in some way a work is a waste of your time. It's definitely a work. Just like every reality show is a work. Yes. Reality shows learned how to do this from wrestling. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. All right. Let's get to the real thing. That yeah, speak. let's dig in. WWE has a new TV deal, sort of. It has not officially announced, right? Yeah, it was It was uh, broken, I believe, by Darren Ravel, who was the original source. and then Which is really funny. There's all of these. I mean, there's so UFC and WWE are obviously in this little, like, like little kabuki dance to see who's going where and everything's going to slide in, slot in different spots. Um, well, USC, UFC uh, is taking their TV to ESPN now too. That was announced today. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it, it looks seems like, like, so it was, it was, it's been, it was announced in two parts. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you, and ESPN like wrote a piece about UFC coming over, but it actually made it clear that that was not the official announcement. They're like, don't like hold, but hold up. We've got a press conference. That's going to be awesome or something. I don't know what it is, but, um, at first it was just UFC was going, was doing some stuff for the over the top network that ESPN is trying to launch. And then they kind of signed the second deal, which was conspicuously after the Fox Smackdown announcement. Yeah. It seems almost uh, well, Fox was still theoretically in the running. Then they signed SmackDown. Then it seemed like they then with okay, the UFC announcement, they were totally out of the UFC business. Right. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah. Whatever. It's really that's UFC aside. I just it was interesting to me that like ESPN is in the has to like report on the fact that they've signed UFC without actually like announcing they've. So I mean, this is you can see exactly how how deep we are in right now. Well, I mean, you and I both know from being at the the worldwide leader. That that you're reporting news that sometimes the company makes mm-hmm. itself, which it's is true. a weird gray area. All right, but so so UFC has gone to Fox, NBC, right? Is there is the NBC component there? Is that just a was There's, that just a lie? I think that was a lie. And then, um, I mean, UFC is at ESPN, and then Fox. Um, I think the the biggest surprise in the whole thing was that NBC Universal held on to Monday Night Raw. Because um, a lot of people were thinking they were just going to go to Fox wholesale, and now SmackDown is going to Fox, mm-hmm. which is a huge win for everyone involved. Because now U- USA gets to keep Raw, they get to keep being the number one cable network. Probably they get to keep you know the the quote unquote flagship show, and they get they don't have to deal with SmackDown anymore. Not that it was like a 
killer for him, but like you know, it was it was the lesser show. But it was still higher rated than pretty much anything else on USA. But with the amount of money they had to lay out to keep Raw, they, the, the 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 word was they couldn't afford quote unquote afford to keep SmackDown. Now SmackDown goes to Fox. Fox pays them. I, I think the reported number was like eight billion dollars. <laughs> it was like a billion dollars over five years, yeah. I believe. Um, which is a lot, a lot of money for SmackDown. Yeah. And then, um, but then now WWE has, for the first time ever, SmackDown is actually going to be competitive with Raw. It kind of has to be because it's going to be on primetime Friday nights on the Fox network. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's not UPN. You know, UPN... UPN, which was in some, like, weird, like, ti- not tiny, but, like, a fraction of of American homes. Yeah, it was a totally different television environment back then, too, where UPN would be akin to a cable channel today. Um, the fact that SmackDown could potentially do 3 million uh, viewers per week on a Friday night it has got network salivating mm-hmm. whereas 3 million on a Thursday or a Friday was kind of a shrug worthy performance for broadcast TV in 1999 yeah and there's a lot of like moving parts to this that people are sort of that you know people reporting on it's kind of hammered out over the week it looks like they're just going to be reco- they're going to be filming live on Friday nights and they just have sort of no sh- choice yeah shift the touring schedule sort of one you know a day um Although they might just keep doing got, Tuesday shots, and they've stuff got a whole the, year to figure it out too, right? This yeah, they, got, they, got, they have plenty of time, yeah, and they got plenty of money to spend on <laughs> cameramen. Well, this is something I want to bring up because we're on the heels of the all-in sellout, which is remarkable for indie wrestling. All-in is this? Um, you have you heard of this yet? <laughs> did, did you see this? Did you hear I've about this? I've seen the hashtag. I'm unfamiliar <laughs> with the product. Uh, yeah, so it's a big thing that is really impressive that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks were able to do. September 1st. We're, we're all thrilled for them. But See. when you look at what they're now dealing with from a financial perspective, from a resources perspective, as much as you want to say, oh, one day maybe they can compete with WWE, no one <laughs> will ever compete with WWE in the way that you think they could if a WCW, even if WCW existed tomorrow and came back and was on TNT, they still wouldn't have the resources that WWE is going to have by being able to send their television out to the highest bidder and, and get this gigantic contract, which is going to change the pay scale for the wrestlers, which is going to change the production value for the shows, which is going to change the way that they market the network, everything is going to change in 2019. Mm. And I don't think wrestling fans understand that yet. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's a huge thing for WWE. I think that there's still, you know, a rising tides aspect to it. You know, I mean, there's as long as you're, I mean, as much as WWE has benefited from the, you know, resurgence of indie wrestling over the past five or 10 years, or whatever, and swiped a lot of that talent and everything else, you know, if, if all of these, Indie guys weren't in WWE and NXT right now. I mean, the, their presence in, uh, you know, in in the uh, under the WWE banner has certainly helped, like the name recognition of PWG. Yeah, you know, it's helped the, um, it's helped a lot of you know indies, and and you can even I guess put Ring of Honor under that, although its place you know in the hierarchy is a little bit confusing because they have in a lot of ways a lot better situation than TNA does. Or sorry, Impact Wrestling. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I think 
these companies are going to continue to exist. They're not going to be buried by WWE because there's always going to be the wrestling fan who appreciates that product better. But there's there's never going to be another WCW. There's never going to be another competition well, on that knows? level I, for Vince McMahon. I, I think that's probably true. I mean, I think that that has there's a lot of reasons for that, and it's not just the the way wrestling. Um, I mean, it's not just a wrestling specific situation, but um, you know, it is it is reaffirming that Cody Rhodes can just be like, all right, Dave Meltzer, I'll take your bet and and sell out a 10,000-seat arena. Well, he's he's he has the benefit not only of his own vision and his own ability to promote, but also the combined forces of everyone outside of WWE. So it's sort of like if all the barbarians got together and stormed the castle, you know, stormed, stormed the gates of Rome. Like, sure, Rome has a stronger army than you, mm-hmm. but if you're all together and you're all working together, maybe you can beat them. But I, I just, I don't think it's ever going to get to that point unless they get well, but, I mean, Elon but, Musk to give them a billion dollars. There we go. Yes. It doesn't need to be a billion dollars. It doesn't need to be a billion dollars, but it needs to be $200 million and a TV deal. Uh, someone someone said, asked me if $100 million would get it done. And I was just like, I think so. To start. But you're gonna burn through that pretty fast. If you, if, I mean, working under the assumption that like you could actually, you know, magically free guys from contracts and everything else like that. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to get the buy-in of all the top guys on the indie scene, from Cody to Kenny Omega to some of the top Japanese WWE talent. Had like an expansion draft, and they had to release like you know twenty people from contract. Well, that's not going to be happening anytime soon. No, I'm just saying. I'm talking about <laughs> that's another thing to worry about. Is you know the, one of the great things about the indie scene is when when guys drop out. Cody Rhodes leaving WWE because of creative frustration. Oh yeah, are we gonna I mean, see if, that, are we going to see that if, if they're I, throwing money? If at I you? had a, if I had a press conference, if you and I had a press conference on Monday and we were just like Masked Man Show Enterprises with the backing of you know just who who has a billion, Elon Musk. And the Tesla Corporation. Well, what's the parent corporation called? I thought it was called Tesla. I don't oh, maybe know. so. And uh, have decided to launch a wrestling promotion. WWE would sign literally, would offer contracts to literally every indie wrestler in America the next, I mean, that day. Yeah, you'd have to compete <laughs> with, you, you would constantly be one-upping each other to the point where the company that doesn't have the gigantic TV deal is going to look at their books and say, we're just hemorrhaging money. And you, had, Ted Turner was the perfect storm for WCW in that he was a mark. Well, On some level, he was a money mark. He loved wrestling. Sure, and also WWE didn't have the money to compete with them. Now Vince McMahon is a multi-billionaire. Yeah. WWE's stock is trading at... Uh, 50 or 60? Yeah, it's over 50. Last time I looked. Um they got plenty of money to do what they need to do. And now they have the backing of Fox. Yep. I mean, not that, I mean, obviously it's not, you know, they're not sharing, they don't have a, sh- a joint bank account or anything, but like, you know, that's that's not that's not insignificant, that, the, that financial agreement. The financial benefit of that advertising, that free advertising on Sunday night, not Sunday night football, on Sunday afternoon football or Thursday football. Thursday football. Thursday football. The, 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 right, but the day before. Yeah. And that's really big. And the yeah. Fox, the move that Fox is doing, um, Herzog wrote a, p- a little p- funny Q and A about this when when the news broke for our site. But one of the one of the things that's really interesting to me is when you're watching the, um, you know, the cancellations and the renewals and stuff for the new TV season. Fox dumped every single one of their anything any anything you you could even generously call a smart comedy, like a highbrow <laughs> comedy, yeah, out the window. Yeah, they're bringing Tim Allen's show back yeah. from 
what CBS or ABC, whichever one it was. I think it was ABC. So they're going all in, and they're and they have a couple of new comedies. But what is like friends set in a retirement home? I mean, like old like they're this is they're not fully doing a red state rebrand, but this is clearly the direction they're going. It's Tim Allen, NFL, and WWE. Yeah. Um, it, it makes sense from a financial perspective to double down on an audience that's still watching broadcast television. Yeah, I think, and and yeah, I think I think it makes a lot of sense for a lot of different reasons. But the thing I, I always heard in the run when when as soon as the rumors about Fox started, and this has been sheesh, like a year now or something that we've been talking. I mean, that we've been hearing about this is that um, NBC Universal never had either the sway or the guts to cross-promote WWE. Yep. As, and WWE is totally happy there. Obviously, they, re, they re-up there. They've had a great relationship over a long period of time, and I think their, their comfort level was really big in, in the renewal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that Fo- but Fox is different than every other network, especially when it comes to the NFL, because Fox will put John Cena on the field during halftime, to, you know, to do, I mean, whatever, he will be there. And if, and if the NFL does what they have done before, we should say, we don't want to associate in the NBA really too. We don't want to associate ourselves with a fake sport. Fox will say, I don't fucking care. Yeah. We're paying you how much money? Yeah, exactly. So they'll get the, the so they'll have John Cena on there. They'll have, you know, all the big stars will, will, will have some crossover. <laughs> Can they'll we have, imagine a, a situation where Roman Reigns and Roger Goodell are on the field at the same time? Who gets booed more? I mean, Roman Reigns. Yeah, probably. <laughs> After Roger all Goodell should be done. excited that Roman Reigns could come out because he could actually take some of the heat off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of what kind of synchronicity, synergy they 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 pull. It together. feels like there's going to be a lot. As much money as they're throwing at this, this is serious. I think with with Raw and SmackDown on USA on on Universal's properties, it was more like, oh, this is a, a nice little thing that we have, and it's it's it, it gets us a certain audience, and we can do Saturday Night's main it's event a on NBC. Pattern. They yeah. wanted more the last time they signed the contract. They got kind of not as much money, and they certainly didn't get as much attention. Yeah, you know, as many big offers, and, and this is this is the big thing every year live. Sports or live whatever, live entertainment, because this isn't fully sports, not fully entertainment. Live entertainment is more and more valuable to television. Yeah. WWE is not going anywhere, and it's only going to get bigger as much as you hate the product out there. No, they're only going to from Tuesday to Saturday nights. I mean, Friday nights. So. Eh, it's Friday. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'll still watch it. I would be much more likely to watch on Fridays than I got a little Tuesdays. buffer zone now. From between Monday and Friday, I don't have to watch wrestling three days a week now. Yeah, and the shows serve different purposes now. So, let's get into the nitty gritty. We know there's going to be a different touring schedule. We know whatever. We don't. There's not been any reports about about um, the rosters, as far as I know. I'm sure that will be hashed out at the last minute, and there'll be a lot of the of network input. Well, no, so so you're but but you're making the assumption that the rosters are actually going to be separate. I think they have to stay so separate. Let's, so let's interrogate this from the top. One, is SmackDown now the A show? Yeah, it has to be. Right. So talk about that. I mean, I think you've you've got to have cer- certain talent that is on both shows. They, there's There's got to be a situation where Roman Reigns can be on SmackDown. As much as you don't like Roman Reigns, he has been anointed yeah, the yeah, top yeah. guy. So you think there's going to be a crossover? Yes. Okay, but just in terms of perception, let's just say 
for the sake of argument, let's say the roster is is there's there's no there's no talent separation. Just for the sake of argument, both all, all the stars are on both shows. Is does SmackDown become the biggest show in the week for wrestling? Yeah, if if there's no brand split, SmackDown is the bigger show. But you have to keep the brand split. No, 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 no. But let's let's just okay. finish that no, Be, I, because I mean, Meltzer talked about this a little bit on his podcast. I think said um, SmackDown. Uh, the SmackDown ratings will be the most important number for WWE's finances long term. So um, that's definitely going to be the A show yeah, in terms of that. they have to now, keep Fox happy. In some ways, this is, again, the sort of perfect situation because Raw will always be Raw. It's in the same place. It's got the tradition, you know, everything else. Um, who knows if wrestling's... Uh, who knows... I mean, Monday's just the night for wrestling. You know, I mean, that's what we're used to. Who mm-hmm. knows how well they'll ever be able to do anywhere else. But... SmackDown will actually be the bigger show. It'll have more, like I said, synergy with you know other stuff on Fox, and they have a vested interest in making it work. Both sides do. It's got to work. Um, I don't know what the contract they sign says, but I'm I'm sure that if it gets, you know, 0.5 ratings, then Fox will find another place for it. But the the magic of SmackDown and Raw and WWE pro- programming in general is that it will get a minimum number. Sure, 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 sure. I'm, just, I'm, just, saying, I'm a, just saying they have it has they have to high they have to work to make it work. I mean they have to they have to try. Yeah, they, they still have to try on some level. They they don't have to try as much as they did say when SmackDown launched and they were hot shotting title changes and whatnot. Um right. So um so setting that aside, you think there has to be a brand split still? Yeah. Do you think there has to be a brand split from like a technical like like USA versus Fox level, like they don't want to promote the same stars. I think that is a a, a part of it. I think there's also uh, an aesthetic part of it. I think the shows are going to start looking different. I wonder how much sway and pull Kevin Dunn is going to have when Fox is involved mm-hmm. and looking at the way that they shoot the product and say we can do it better. Yeah, or we should do it better. Uh-huh. Uh, that's entirely possible. I don't know what Kevin Dunn's uh, situation is in terms of his his stroke and his sway, um, but there might be a a bit of a conflict there. So you, the show could look totally different than Raw. Sure. All right. Um, Especially because they ha- they have a higher budget to produce. Let's it. say that the, the raw, forget the forget the current brand split. We're just doing a Raw SmackDown fantasy draft. If you were running Fox, um. And again, you're programming for football fans and Tim Allen fans. Who is your who 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 are your like top five? I feel like Fox and you can't and don't just pick like the the top five names. Like who are the top? Like you only get like you know f- five of the top ten. Like who's your who are your picks? I know I I this was in in Herzog's piece. We worked together on this, so I have some ideas. They're but. gonna they're gonna look at the roster and say we want Cena, we want the Undertaker, we want uh, Triple H, we uh-huh. want Kurt Angle. They're gonna look at all of the big stars of yesteryear and ask for that. That's interesting. Okay, so I had Cena for sure. Um, AJ but Cena Styles, should be on both shows. AJ Styles seemed like a good like a pretty logical guy to stay on SmackDown and anchor the. Make sure you can have a good match. But also, he, I think he has an appeal to a you know football audience. Daniel you know? Bryan has proven also that he's a ratings draw mm-hmm. you know, when he came back I his think first week back. For guys making the jump, I think Braun Strowman makes a lot of sense. If, if, we, if there's going to be a hard split and there's going to be some roster reshuffling, Braun Strowman feels like a Fox guy. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, he looks impressive when you're flipping through the channels if you are 
the kind of person who flips through channels still. You're probably watching Fox. Yeah. Uh, and also it's like you need people that will that can stand next to Jadavian Clowney in a you know, in like on a commercial and look legit. AJ Styles is kind of small. Yeah. But AJ Styles AJ Styles sounds like a He carries himself. He's well. got that southern twang. And that's, he's got a swagger. Good. Yeah. He would be good in that situation. I, you have to keep the separate rosters because you have to establish an identity for the show and give the audience a reason to tune in every week. Yeah. When SmackDown and Raw had the same rosters, invariably one show would suffer because they would do the big angles on one show and then they would do kind of tedious fallout on the other show and then some jobber matches. What? SmackDown was terrible for a long time. The 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 fi- the. Figurehead's going to be interesting because Shane certainly has enough of that acute rating, but it's like there's the perception I that would they not would be wanna... surprised if Stephanie McMahon ends up on SmackDown. Yeah, there's just a perception they might want to have a reboot vibe. You know, it doesn't really like that. Like no matter who, no matter who was there, that they would swap them just for the just to you know pop just to kind of make it seem exciting. After WrestleMania, what if Vince comes back? He'll come back for the first one. No, but I mean, not full time. Have you seen Vince McMahon lately? He's who, would old. The, who would be the best if you could have any figurehead? Triple H. Not Stone Cold Steve Austin, the sheriff. I don't think Austin wants to do that. He's a busy guy. What about Rupert Murdoch? <laughs> Same thing as Vince. A little old. I, definitely... I was joking with somebody in the office about this yesterday. So they just signed this billion dollar deal. How much of that would Vince have to like give back? If he was like, you get one year for free to, to Rupert. We'll give you the first year totally for free. If you take one power bomb in the ring, <laughs> he would die. <laughs> Even if it could be Bubba <laughs> Ray Dudley, who was the safest guy him doing a, a power bomb, he would die. A hundred percent, he'd be dead. All um, of his bones would shatter immediately. Lachlan Murdoch might take that deal then. Yeah, um, he probably would. He's like, yes, finally, I can get rid of him. Okay, another big question: What do you think the odds? We talked about crossovers, football, wrestling stuff. What do you think the odds are that we have a match at some point in the next two years featuring Cletus the football robot from Fox's <laughs> pregame show? I think it's very high. I want to see Rob Riggle yeah. do, uh, do his picks for who's going to win at SummerSlam. Um, wait, could we bring like Terry Bradshaw? It, it replaces you know how successful uh, Robocop was back in WCW. <laughs> I want Cletus. Huge, that I, was a huge. Cletus angle. is remarkably popular. Yeah, I know. You can buy like Cletus action figures. You can. It's like Cletus is more over than Roman Reigns. Possibly true. Um, all in all, um, all in, all in. Um, are we excited? Yeah, I think this is going to be the. Biggest thing that's happened to professional wrestling since the invention of pay-per-view. This is bigger than the network. This is the biggest thing that's ever happened. Wait, the Monday Night Wars were after the invention of pay-per-view. That was big. Yeah, that this was uh, the creation of Nitro and, and the creation of the NWO are also important. And obviously grew the business a lot. But pay-per-view changed the, the basic structure yeah, yeah, yeah. of how they made money. It'll be interesting. Um, there's also a lot of advertiser questions, too, because WWE's had a hard time with that, although I assume they figured that out. I think they figured it out. I mean, they have Robin's Brothers Jewelers advertising on Raw. Okay. You know, there, there was a time when it was all candy and uh, karate fighters, and now it's real products. You see sometimes beer commercials, sometimes car commercials. Granted, I fast forward through most of them, but they're there. 
Don't say that out loud. Yeah. What am I going to do? Get in trouble? Mm-hmm. What is uh, Kevin Dunn going to come beat me up? Kevin Dunn is standing right outside the room. Oh, right God! Um, anyway, I am excited. I think we all have every reason to be very excited. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be huge. It's going to change everything. Um, are you more excited for Fox's move for WWE SmackDown's move to Fox, or? For Jason Jordan returning to Monday Night Raw. Jason week. Jordan returning because <laughs> seeing him and Chad Gable on screen together is going to be electric. Is that? Do you think the re, do you think American Alpha reuniting will be the biggest thing in wrestling since the invention of pay per view? Uh, no, no, it's going to be bigger than uh, the invention when they decided to make it a work. That's it's even bigger than that. I'm excited to have him back. Yeah, he he started getting over. That was the news of the week. Sorry, no, I forgot the spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the shows, really I guess. Matters. Can we fit those? In? Can we fit that into the show? The actual Raw and SmackDown episodes. I guess we, we gotta could. get out of here. Jim's waving his arms. I think the studio's on fire. He, he's one of uh, Bailey. This ba- I'm gonna say. <laughs> Does I'm, Bailey still have the wacky wigglers? I don't know. I don't either. But Jim is looking Speaking like that right now. Fast forward through Bailey matches. Oh, I would never say that. I don't fast. I, I generally will watch matches, but like every introduction for people who aren't doing something cool. Um, it's cool what they've done with Nakamura just in the sense that I do watch every like when he'll come out for a match because I'm like if they mess with the theme song again is yep. this gonna is he gonna be like how's he gonna be reacting to fans you know like but like that stuff's interesting um, and it's good for kind of stickiness alright before we move on let's take a quick break Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I wanted to tell you about the revamped Ringer NBA show podcast. We are Monday through Friday. On Mondays, John Gonzalez hosts Heat Check. Bounce around, talk to a bunch of different Ringer staffers about the weekend that was and what's coming up on Tuesdays. Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor, America's favorite couple. On Wednesdays, Sources Say with Chris Ryan and Julia Littman. And maybe some interview podcasts as well. And then Thursdays, group chat. Chris Ryan, a rotating cast of Ringer Staffers. We even put this on YouTube too. And then Friday, Draft Class, Kevin O'Connor, Jonathan Sharks, sometimes Danny Chow, talking about the 2018 NBA Draft. Mock stuff, who's rising, who's falling, who's going to do what. You get this every day, all the way through the playoffs, the draft, and even free agency. Five days a week. The Ringer NBA Show. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now I'm going to name the things that happened on Raw. Great. And I will say yes or no. Um, This is from, I think, WWE.com's official breakdown. Raw Commissioner Stephanie McMahon returned and confronted Kurt Angle. That promo was too long. At some point, Kurt Angle didn't even need to be out there, right? So he comes out, he gets interrupted, huge heel, heel heat for Stephanie when her music hits. There's, there's, besides Roman Reigns' music hitting, there's no, no music that will deflate a crowd like Stephanie McMahon's music. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Rollins and Reigns versus uh, Owens and Jinder Mahal. It was a great, well, yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the singles match that started it with, yeah. with uh, Reigns and Owens, Owens was yeah. awesome. And then it turning into a tag match felt very contrived, but I mean, that's just the way Raw is structured now. Um, our buddy Brian Campbell, in his review of Raw, he was just like, like he was. He did not like the he episode. He declared a no holds barred match on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. That was a stipulation, and he went after it with a chair. I was amazed. Um, 
But he said that they did an incredible disservice to to Rollins to like try to let Rain sap some of his popularity. What's your feeling about that? I think that's it's pointless to say this because Roman Reigns is their top guy. That's just the way that it is. We can complain about it. And WrestleMania was perplexing. Greatest Royal Rumble was perplexing. The way they book him is confusing. But at the end of the day, the project is this. Yeah. And they're going to do whatever it takes to do. To they get spent an hour on this project. They put the Reigns. shield back together last year just to get him to a point where people didn't hate and him. And it didn't stick. But Rollins, you know, they're not stealing Rollins' heat by him being in this match. You don't think it's stolen Valor? No, not, not at all. I think he's still going to be mega over. All right. Um, and then Jinder ended with the, the end of the segment by beating everybody up with a chair. I guess we're going to, and we're, we're going to get Jinder Roman at, at a, what's it called? It's called Money in the Money Bank. Money in the friend. Bank. You're getting all your Westworld and, and wrestling takes mixed up. Guys, I don't know what's happening this week, but get ready for this week. That's enough of that. Sami Zayn brought out Bobby Lashley says we were we were just not talking about this. I want to say one thing. Okay. One I thing. You're going to defend it. No, I, I will say that Sami Zayn was fantastic in the segment. He is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. He's he's magnetic on screen. He's he's funny. Um, he almost maybe could have saved it, but it was atrocious. It was almost as bad as and maybe worse than This Is Your Life, Bailey. Which was also Flair, a garbage segment. You know, there's always the jokes about like Ric Flair wrestling a broom or whatever. This, the degree <laughs> of difficulty in that segment for Sami Zayn was more difficult than getting a five star match out of a broom. Yeah, I mean it was it was like he had to uh, he had to wrestle Mabel. Yeah, um, Ember Moon over Alexa Bliss, eh, Baron fine. Corbin over No Way Jose. Yeah. The B team. We didn't talk about the B team last night when Steve was here. The B team defeated Brizongo. I guess we have a thing now. Yeah, I guess there's this is a feud. Or we have a team. The B team is a They've real one matches two now, right? It's very reminiscent of the uh, the social outcasts gimmick. Mm-hmm. It seems like the exact same thing except with a different name. It's it's a it's a variation on the job squad. Uh huh. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I'm glad they're doing something with them. They yeah. have to at some point. These two guys are never losing their jobs. Yeah, I think I, th- I really like what they're doing. I don't know that there's. I think on a on a better week, on a better episode of Raw, I, I would be saying like, there's all this great stuff to talk about. But what I really want to talk about is the B team and how much I love them. But on a downer of an episode, you're just sort of like they're just part of the malaise. Um, let's see, Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey had a contract signing. Why was Stephanie McMahon involved in this? I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, she got herself over. Is Nia a heel? No, she's still babyface. I mean, the idea, I guess, of the segment was Stephanie McMahon has to create conflict between these two who otherwise are best friends. Mm -hmm. I get that. But I don't think you need that conflict. It's just um, they're fighting. Right. You want to know, is Ronda Rousey going to be able to put her in an arm bar? But from the other perspective... Neither of them are great promos. So the big questions that so we, you put the question we've dealt with so far, do the B team matter? Your answer, I think, is n- not particularly. Uh, is Ronda Rousey, I mean, is Nia Jax a heel? The answer is no. And now moving on to the next match, uh, Dolph Ziggler over Chad Gable. Is Chad Gable a jobber, yes or no? Yes. All right, that's all I need to know. Uh, he might be reunited with his tag team partner next week, in which case it'll be Jason Jordan 
uh, turning heel on him and start the <laughs> countdown clock. What, like Money in the Bank? Is that when they when he turns on him? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe they'll get into the Money in the Bank tag team match, which may or may not ever happen. My big question related to Jason Jordan, is he still Kurt Angle's son? When he comes oh, yeah. back? 100%. Okay. Because um, they could drop it. <laughs> Natalia, Natalia earned her way into the Money in the Bank match. Yes, indeed. Elias over Bobby Roode. How did, I don't know how they've, I'm already tired of this feud. Um, I like both these guys. I guess it's fine. It's fine. Again, on an up week of Raw, that would have been better. And then Braun Strowman over Finn Balor. I love this as a match that happens. I like that it's sort of baby face versus baby face. I like so much about it. There's an obvious story. Big guy, little guy. Yeah. And Finn Balor looked like a million bucks. And it was a pretty bucks. good version of the match. Yeah. But I kind of feel like big guy, little guy works so much better as a big match. You know? Yeah. But this was the the anchor for the second half of the show. Sure. At the same time, um, I enjoyed it. I en- I enjoyed that that match. I like both those performers, and it was fun to see them work together. Fun to see them backstage. You know, the, that whole that whole thing was fine. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Braun Strowman smashing the apple got yeah. a pop out of me. True. Let's move to SmackDown real quick. New Day on Miz TV, which segued into Miz versus Biggie. Both of those were just fantastic. Yeah, you can't lose with those four guys. What on are the we mic. gonna do with the, so? What do you think the New Day is gonna do? Like did we're oh, has there has anybody talked about whether or not there's actually going to be the tag team money in the bank ladder match? There's not. Well, are we sure? Yes. So why are we being so like so? We got a tag team title match that's been set up. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they want to do a yeah, third. Yeah, but they one. got the tag team title match with the like with the most disposable. We can skip ahead to that. But Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson beat the Usos, got their number one contender or got their yeah their title match at Money in the Bank. But there's still enough tag teams to have a Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, I think they just don't want to do a third one. And the and the and Ando, Gallows and Anderson are it's too many disposable. I mean, they don't. Yeah, need, they don't. They're need probably going to gonna lose. It's there's too many. I don't know. I don't know. I think that they're going. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to do it. I, I, I just after think all like, this Bludgeon Brothers jobber nonsense, they got they got to win, right? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I really like the idea. Well, let's move on. Lana defeated Billy Kay. Uh, to earn her way in, which was a big surprise. I like, I love Aiden English coming out with Lana now and trying to get Lana over. It's a really good move. And I actually really, you know, you know, one of my big things is you have to look right with the briefcase. Like mm-hmm. it's got to be an aesthetic choice. Like, it, you know, Seth Rollins was perfect. Um, you know, there's some people who would just look silly with it. Braun Strowman will not be winning a briefcase anytime soon. It's too, w- it'll be ag- like little this little. I would things. agree with you, but they might just get him a giant briefcase, you know, like you know, and make it just a joke out of it to appeal to the kids. But anyway, I love the idea. I think WWE.com actually teased this of Rusev and Lana being Mister and Mrs. Money in the Bank. It'd be a funny like, gimmick. That would be a good gimmick. Yeah. Also, maybe if she just won and then he was jealous or whatever, like whatever. There's a lot of things you could do with that. Um, uh, Cianama, Andrade Cianama beat a jobber. <laughs> yep. This is really weird. Remember when we were asking for jobber matches? Like, what happened to jobber matches? To jobber matches over? are weirdly less fun when it's not, you know, Braun Strowman doing or, the... or like, yeah, Ryback just <laughs> mauling people yeah. and possibly actually hurting them. Um, Nakamura and AJ Styles at Money in the Bank is going to be a last man standing match. Yep. Which I is mean, a again for for you know you're saying you don't know if they want to do a third ladder match which is not just a time consideration but we have a pretty full card as it's shaping up and now we're going to throw in a last man standing the, what other what other are you ready for this feud to be over no actually cuz every match has gotten progressively better 
I think that they've only scratched the surface of what they can do. And as they build on each one, the storytelling is going to get deeper. Here's what I would do if I had the book. Because I am ready for it to be over, but not all the way over. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would do. What's the, what's the pay-per-view calendar look like? Uh, there's one every month. WrestleMania is in April. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Um, but what comes after Money in the Bank? We got a UK tournament, which is July there. pay-per-view. And they've not formally, oh, Extreme Rules. Right. Well, yeah, you can do another gimmick match. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just wish this was happening. Oh, no, I don't know if that's happening for sure. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, I would, I would die for a hell in a so cell with these two. Here's what but I would it's, do. It's not going to happen. <clears throat> it's too late in the year. I would just do, I would let it go to double count out, even though we've already had <laughs> oh one in God. the feud. If you want to keep it going, let it go to double count out, and then have... Page step in and just say, appreciate that you two guys are the cream of the crop, but you've been headlining shows all year. You both have to earn your way back. We're gonna have we're not gonna have a title match at Extreme Rules. We're gonna have one at the next pay-per-view. And uh you guys have to earn your way in. So like next so at Extreme Rules, we, I mean it doesn't really ma- match extreme rules at all, but I would like I would love to see a month where they both just fought other people and then they get back together for the blow off. Yeah, if there's a way to separate them, uh, that'd be awesome. But I think Nakamura needs the belt now. I think it's time to put the title. I think on so him. too. I, think I don't think. I don't know. Match. There's really any. I mean, after as it's like as long and as good as the feud has been, it it will feel like a little bit of a t- taking the air out of Nakamura if he doesn't get the belt ever. It's sort of like when Samoa Joe never beats Roman Reigns, which is beats a problem. Him every night in my dreams. Um, back to the show. Talked about Gallows and Anderson being the Usos. Naomi defeated Sonya Deville with a uh, slow motion kind of cool acrobatic ro- roll up. <laughs> you make it sound really entertaining. <laughs> and then uh, Daniel Bryan beat Jeff Hardy to not to earn his way into Money in the Bank. But now to he has earn another, another chance. We're gonna get Joe. Ver- this is the biggest. This is the biggest news of the week that doesn't involve a TV deal or um, John Cena's human interaction. <laughs> We're gonna get. Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe on SmackDown next week. I'm stoked. That is, the, I saw online for the first time in 11 years that we've that they've gone one on one. That's amazing. It's going to be awesome. I'm sure they're going to get a lot of time. One thing that WWE has done that I'm sure they will continue to do in the Fox era is give time to wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. I think the show could be better with more promo, not more promos, but more storyline. Uh, but at the end of the day, the wrestling is still fantastic, and we're going to get a really good match between those two, I'm sure. I just don't know if Daniel Bryan should be in the ladder match. Is he, is he healthy enough for that? Is his, I, don't think, I, think he, I don't think it's going to happen. I think, I think Big Cass, Cass is going to come and, hit him with a crutch. Yeah, probably. Which I don't mind that either. I mean, this is the right way to get, like, go away heat on a guy and just have Cass just, like, feuding with Daniel Bryan until we just, no one, everyone hates Cass so, so much. Yeah, and also a great way to get heat is to prevent Daniel Bryan from sniffing the title. You know, that's that's yeah. how that's how Roman Reigns became a heel He's is winning the Royal down. Rumble. Although the yeah. flip side of that is it would be really cool to give Bryan the briefcase, although aesthetically I'm not 100% in on him carrying it around. Brian's more, doing the yes Brian's the more of a man purse sort of guy, like a like a cross body bag, yeah. like Kanye wears. Sure, he could have like a Money in the Bank baby Bjorn to carry <laughs> to carry his child in. Um, it's just a contract and not a baby. To I, the mo- it it would be cool. I mean, not cool. No, it wouldn't be necessarily the best way to book it, but it would be cool to do 
Daniel Bryan winning the briefcase and make his return to the main event the actual the literal storyline. Yeah, he's got to like when's he, when is he ready? Because WWE is ready. Like you know, we we it doesn't matter what WWE thinks it anymore. It's up to him now. It's up to him. We know what the fans want. Does he feel like he's ready? Here's what I think has got to happen. After his performance in the Greatest Royal Rumble and lasting longer than anybody else has ever lasted in a Royal Rumble, he's the odds-on favorite to win the actual Royal Rumble. Let him finally win it and let him wrestle Nakamura or somebody at WrestleMania. He's got to be in the SmackDown title that's a match long, that's at a, WrestleMania. That's a long arc. Well, I mean... He had a whole year uh, of not being in the title scene and then ending up uh, in the Wyatt family for a couple weeks before he got to WrestleMania 30. You want the long arcs with a guy like that, that people will go go the extra mile to follow and to support, as opposed to the Roman Reigns of the world, where it's like, ah, just do one good thing with him. Mm-hmm. People will follow Daniel Bryan to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns when it happens is going to be epic. That's a that is the the biggest WrestleMania main event of the last couple of years for sure. Think they should do it this year? I would love that. I mean, Roman was kind of teasing it in an interview, saying, "If you want to turn me heel, put me in the ring with Daniel Bryan." It would blow the roof off of whatever stadium. I think he, I, Roman is a hundred percent right. He could have left off with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you want me to be a heel? Put me in a wrestling <laughs> ring. Oh, um, boy. Anyway. We got we made it through the week, man. We did. It was a big week. Yeah, there, and there's so much more that we didn't talk about, but that's okay. Is there? Yeah, sure. There's a, we didn't talk about NXT. I'm just saying, I'm just making a point that we it's didn't hard, talk. We didn't. It's talk, hard to fit we didn't everything. Talk in. Much about all in. Uh, there's only one match on, that's been announced, and there's not, and it's What's unclear if that's really the match. There've been a lot of people theorizing it's, that like that it's not Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes for the NWA title. Yeah, that's what they announced. No, I know, but I, what, what was I reading? That like um, they were that like it's it felt like a like a good way to get somebody else like Flip Gordon I think is like working a storyline where he doesn't have a mat or he's trying yeah, to get on the he's card. trying to get on a, he got so uh, maybe Flip, Cody's golden ticket so maybe Flip gets if it maybe Flip takes the belt from Aldis or something all that feels seems like a really weird negotiation. This is your main event. This is this is the whole reason the event exists. I think Nick Aldis is a good look. Nick Aldis, I mean, I, I like Nick Aldis. I'm, and I think I'm the body mark. So I don't putting wanna... the NWA title on Cody Rhodes sounds like a great idea. It's true, and then I think the NWA title. I'm sure some have people reported on the, the NWA situation that that whole weirdness. No, I don't even know. I don't even. I haven't done. Uh, you know. I mean, I, I know. I know a lot Corbin, about what's going on, but I think that they're finally out of the woods in terms of like they could actually use that to get somebody over again. There was a little bit of a some contractual issues that they couldn't do everything they that they could have done with that title belt. If if they're able to leverage Cody and his success and his name value and build a promotion around that, they're going to be just fine. Yeah. It's there. It's all there. What does that mean for Ring of Honor, though? Because they're basically co-promoting the show. I think they can all exist in the same ecosystem. I think that's so, too. The only I think Ring of Honor is one of the only promotions in America that's been able to pull off the multiple titles with that sort of, like... Ring of Honor, New Japan, whatever this Billy Corgan NWA is going to be, can form a sort of three-headed hydra that can fight WWE or at least be on a, a, a level where they can be profitable. I think Impact is going to end up being the odd man Impact, out. Impact's just got to get the hell out. Yeah. I mean, join it. Maybe they can join in that crew, but like, I think the biggest problem with, I've said this before, with competition to WWE has been um, 
that TNA is just, or, you know, impact in TNA before, just the taking up space in the ecosystem. Yeah, and they That's, have, the, there's, isn't, there really aren't that many. I mean, this is part of what WWE went through when they had their last con- TV deal. There's not that many different corporate behemoths, you know, in telecom anymore. So there's not that many people you're negotiating against or negotiating against one another. And there's not that many cable places with a slot open for professional wrestling, as well as good as, you know, as much as they might be thirsty for a point nine or something like that. 300,000 people. Yeah. yeah. But, we're, but back in its heyday. like sure. when, when it, But like, as much as you might be thirsty for that sort of like, you know, those sort of numbers, there's just not a lot of easy, like easy, super you know, perfect fits. They can't so afford TNA's, to do it live. TNA, and you saw by the fact that they've been like shuffling around between these like C tier cable networks anyway. They need... But but for whatever it was, I mean, for you know, they had to. They were taking up a spot for like someone else to come in and grab that. Yeah, they have so much debt they've been saddled with, and it's just going to be hard for them to ever dig themselves out of the hole that they're in. And I don't think they offer anything to Ring of Honor, to Billy Corgan, certainly, or to um, New Japan. You know, they're just they're the odd man out of this new world order, so to speak, of indie wrestling. They should bring back the New World Order. Has anybody thought of that? <laughs> uh, hey, kids, uh, tweet at Mass Man Show on Twitter and ask us who should be in, the, or tell us who should be in the new NWO. Um, that would be really, wait, what was the, what was the NWO the takeoff of? What was the New Japan version of it? Oh, or I, was it All Japan? It was a New Japan thing, pretty sure. I don't remember. Anyway, it was there. That it, but they, Eric Bischoff on his new podcast swears up and down that he had no idea what that, that existed. It was New Japan's um, UWF. battle UWF. formation. Oh, no, no, it was the show. The, yeah, the, you're right. The, the UW. UWFI. Okay. UW, yeah. No, no, no. That was who they were going up against. Now I'm just reading words off of a Wikipedia page thinking I'm... Huh? <laughs> it's the Wolf Pack. <laughs> Bullet Club. Anyway. DX, Filthy Animals. Uh, yeah, that's where I stand on all of those topics. What else should we talk about? Don't you need to go? Yeah, I have to actually really have to get out of here. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying they could bring back something that's not, like like if if all in, I guess they have the Bullet Club now. It doesn't matter. Um, but the Bullet Club does matter. All in matters. Everything Bullet matters. Bullet Club is fine. Um, Bullet Club is fine. And WWE, more so than they were a couple weeks ago, is very fine. As Brian Gewirtz said on Twitter, if you have WWE stock... God, I was like the one mark who was like, I don't need WWE stock, only the nerds are doing that. Man, if I had just gone... If I put my book advance in WWE stock... Shoot. (laughs) I made the mistake of looking into what would have happened if I put my whole book advance into Bitcoin at the time. (laughs) You don't want to be too close to the thing. I'm gonna tell you something. I would not be doing this podcast yeah, right now. Yeah, probably or not. I'd be doing it from like poolside with a coconut and a, and a straw coming out of it. You learned a very valuable lesson. Um, thanks for coming back. I of, missed you. Of course, I'll be back. Uh, well, the finals are coming up, so we'll see. But I'll be here when I'm here. Basketball is uh, very good, as they say. Uh, Thanks for coming. Thanks to Jim. Thanks to everybody for listening. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. You got anything to say to Rosen, whatever his name is? His calves are way too skinny.